This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with musicians A.J. Fullerton and Jake Friel. A.J.'s from Fort Collins, Jake's all the way from Canton, Ohio, who are in town for a concert. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Jake, I got to ask, Canton, as people know, I'm from Cleveland, uh, mm-hmm. home, home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Canton, home of the, uh, the football hall NFL. Hall. Yeah. And Jake. And, and, and me. <laughs> and yeah. Jake. So A little later on. <laughs> yeah. That's AJ, you're currently in Fort Collins, but you grew up on the Western Slope. That's right. Yeah. I, I lived in Montrose, Colorado from just a little baby all the way through high school. And how do you find Fort Collins these days? You're probably not there all that much, but... Uh, I spend a day or two there every couple months. What's it, <laughs> what's, what's it like these days? I know my son went there to college, and it seems like it's really grown. It's a really wonderful town. The, the atmosphere there is great. The people are great. Um, there's a really vibrant music and art scene. For those unfamiliar with your music, how would you describe your sound? Well, it, it can be a lot of things, kind of depending on if it's me by myself or with Jake or with the full band. But I, I generally kind of describe it as it, it's blues, it's rock, it's sort of, um, it's our take on, on Roots music, but with kind of a more progressive sort of inspired twist. Caffeinated blues. Yeah, a lot of caffeine. So AJ, how did you guys meet? Uh, Canton and Fort Collins. Uh, I have a globe. They're not close. We, uh, we met in the middle. Yeah. We met in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Couple years back, through three, maybe three, three or four years, years. Yeah. almost four years now. Okay, uh, we had a, a mutual mutual friend at the time, and uh, essentially, uh, it's kind of funny. We 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 uh, really had never crossed paths before that, and he recommended we link up, and it was one of those things where we we met, and we're like, oh, I guess we're gonna be yeah, friends. It was the first time we played together, mm-hmm. and uh, we were like, man, we could we could probably get paid to do this, <laughs> and <laughs> probably be fun. Yeah. So what was it about your styles that linked up? We don't have any. <laughs> I think Jake and I come from a, you know, very different backgrounds in terms of like geography, but in terms of our mutual tastes, we both really have a love for blues music and roots music and and uh, early rock and it's it's kind of one of those things that even personality-wise, I think we click pretty well and I don't know, just sort of one of those strange things that when we met, it just seemed very natural. Mm-hmm. My style, I guess, is more... Uh, before I played with AJ, it was definitely more traditionalist approach to blues music. And when I met AJ, he kind of has this uh, this Mississippi thing a little bit. Uh, but he also kind of has the North Coast sound, too, which is one of the things that drew me to his playing, because he's a... He's a big fan of Dan Auerbach and Patrick Sweeney, who are both guys from my area, mm-hmm. from Maslin and Akron, respectively. And, and and North Coast is sort of slang for this sound that is out of the the sort of uh, Chicago, mid- Midwest, Cleveland. Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, that whole kind of area where it's sort of like a sort of a mixture of Delta blues with almost like a garage rock kind it's of like element. Delta blues, Chicago yeah. blues, and rock and roll, and mm-hmm. now I. I lived for a few years uh, downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. and it was my theory that on any given night, half the blues artists in the United States were on State Street <laughs> playing playing the blues. They had all these blues clubs or Halstead, exactly. Yeah. 
Get specific. When you were growing up, who were a few of the artists that caught your ear that you listened to? Well, I'll go first and I'll let you attack that, Jay, because I know we, we have kind of different answers, but some, some of the same ones, too. I remember really distinctly there was a, a blue and white record, a Mississippi John LP, that my dad showed me when I was just a little kid. And that was one of the first records I remember like really getting into. But there were a lot of things. I mean, everything from that sort of like Fred McDowell, John Hurt, Sunhouse, kind of the really rootsy stuff, Bucka White, all the way up to, um, you know, a lot of the more kind of current stuff, Albert Collins, Stevie Ray, John Lee Hooker. I mean, it was a very, very broad spectrum of things. The first four you mentioned are before your time. Slightly. As near as I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, even John Lee Hooker died yeah. a year before we were born. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's right. Uh, Jake, how about you? Who were your early my first, in- influences? My first experience with, with electric blues, I guess, I walked into my parents' living room one day. I think I was about seven years old, and they were watching a movie called The Blues Brothers. And there's a scene, <laughs> there's a scene in that movie. Most people get fall in love with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi's characters, but there's a scene in that movie where there's a, a pseudo-street band, but it's John Lee Hooker and yeah. Booker T, and there's this guy playing harp uh, named Big Walter Horton, and uh, he's doing this nasty stuff that's just like... And he's playing through this little like speaker amp that doesn't even look like it's an amp, and he's got a microphone, and he's got a cigarette sticking out of his hand, and I'm like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I want to do that. <laughs> and and I, after that, kind of all downhill. There's a recent commercial with one of the Blues Brothers songs I on heard it, that. That's, yeah. uh, that's there. And it's an Amazon commercial, I think. Exactly. We're not plugging Amazon, but it, there is an Amazon commercial. Exactly. <laughs> For those trying to figure out where that song came from, that was from the Blues Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And the, the Blues Brothers movie was as much a love story about Chicago as anything. Yes. I mean, it's it's amazing. And then all of the great players in there, even oh, like Steve Cropper and Duck Dunn. Oh, it's and, amazing, uh, all the cameos in that movie. <laughs> Even even the church band, yeah. uh, James Brown's church band, I believe, has BB King's bass player and yeah. I mean, wow. it's just so blues is a really rich tradition. It's got a lot of things going on. So thanks for zeroing us in on what your background was. Now, a little about you. As we record this on Wednesday through Saturday, you've got four shows in a row: Montrose, BV, Denver, and Castle Rock. So you tour a lot. What comes after that? Usually sleep. <laughs> um, Sometimes, yeah. Some if we're lucky. If we're lucky, yeah. We got a really exciting run of shows coming up here. Actually, with one of those influencers we talked about, um, we're doing three of Patrick Sweeney's four Colorado stops, opening for him, and then uh, we hit the road, go down to Memphis, Tennessee for about a week to do some recording, and then actually we're going up to Canada, Toronto, and we're gonna do the new record up there. Mm-hmm. For a couple weeks. Okay. That sounds exciting. Sorry. As far as guitar styles goes, AJ, who do you sound like, in your opinion? I think the, Jake would be a better person. I can tell you who I, I like a lot, but he'd probably be a better guy to ask about who I actually sound like, because I don't know. It kind of changes every few years who I really listen to. I think I, I change it up a lot because different times I get inspired by different players. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's a lot of people I could point to, but in the past couple of years, I've been really inspired by Ry Cooter a lot, mm-hmm. especially for the slide stuff. I think it would be remiss to talk about the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm primarily a, a fingerstyle guitar player. I do some pick stuff, but 
a lot of the the Piedmont guys, especially like I said, John Hurt, you know, to, to get those alternating bass things, especially with some of the triplet rolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know who do I sound like, Jake. <laughs> I think interestingly enough, he sounds like himself. He has done uh, done his research, and he's he's got some. I mean, like at different points in the show, I hear different things. As a lover of uh, blues music, I hear uh, sometimes I hear John or. Uh, I hear some Muddy Water stuff, Taj Mahal. I mean, because because when you listen when you listen to someone like AJ or many of my favorite guitar players are like this. But playing with AJ, I've realized this: you you hear the people that they listen to, but you also hear how they interpret it. And AJ AJ has a very interesting way of interpreting a lot of those those really, especially when he plays acoustic. When when he plays with the band, it's uh, it's a whole different animal. But but when it's just me and him playing acoustic, I can I can definitely pick out some of those what he's talking about, Mississippi John. And mm-hmm. well, and, and part of that too, you know, is the fact that in in terms of the greater landscape of blues music, I grew up in Western Colorado, not the Delta, you know, <laughs> south of Delta, just, just south of Delta. <laughs> Delta is out there, yeah. Um, so. But but more so, I think there's a big part of that. You know, I was self taught and. Therefore, you know, a lot of these things I was just learning by ear, and specifically, some of it I learned really wrong. Like, I actually play in a tuning that isn't necessarily proper. Real. Yeah, I actually just made up a tuning when I was about 18 or 19 that I use most of the show, which, if you're a guitar player, sometimes it'll really confuse you if you're Mm -hmm. watching what I'm doing, because, like, it doesn't make sense if you're just watching the hands. But It's kind of like open G and drop D together, right? Yeah, exactly. Let me remind folks, we're visiting with A.J. Fullerton and Jake Friel, touring blues musicians in town. A.J., you've won a number of awards, especially from Colorado Blues Society that I noticed. Uh, what, what awards stand out? Huh. I have? <laughs> uh, I never really imagined uh, when I moved to the front range that I would get any sort of real attention coming from a small town, but... I think over the past couple of years, one year in particular, I went to their uh, their yearly little uh, gathering, and I want to say I, I won like eight of the ten awards or something like that. I think I got like everything except for best female vocals. <laughs> you got to work. Got to work on twenty twenty. So. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I've been working on the falsetto. It, it's really cool to be recognized for things I've been working on, like especially you know I. I really try to dedicate myself to things like acoustic playing and slide, and and I won a couple of those awards, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I just do it for the music. It's not really about the accolades. <laughs> but they don't hurt if you're in a booking mode, I'm, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how about CDs? How, how many CDs have you put out? You mentioned you're in the process of uh, getting back into the studio. Well, I'll, I'll cover part of that, and I'll let Jake clean up the other half. So I, we're going to Canada later this month to record my second real full-length record. I've done a number of re- recordings over the years, countless, actually, like projects. But I've done one record under my own name, and then we're doing a second one in Toronto with a producer, a guy named Steve Mariner, who plays in a, in a really well-known Canadian band called Monkey Junk, and uh, which is actually a play on an old Sun House reference. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going up there to do that, and that'll be coming out sometime, probably mid-late spring 2020, and I'm really excited. We got some amazing session players on it, and then me and Jake are going up together to do it, but then we've also been working on an acoustic record. It's one of the more interesting experiences in my career, actually, 
because usually when you go into the studio, it's kind of a high pressure situation. You have a certain amount of time and, you know, you have stuff written out and you have a plan and Tense. kind of an itinerary of what you're going to do in the studio. And we went into, uh, into this studio in Boulder, actually, where we're going tonight, and we had nothing. We had absolutely nothing. It was the night before tour. Yeah, it was the night before a really long tour. We had no music prepared. We had no idea what we were going to do. We just we just had this studio time, and we went in and for three hours we recorded like our favorite take. our favorite yeah. songs, really. <laughs> and so uh, we are releasing that. I think first of the year mm-hmm. around that time. shortly after. Yeah, sometime early January. We have this. Uh, acoustic record that we're going to call Fullerton and Friel? <laughs> because we, we do these shows. I mean, I would say a bulk of our shows are the acoustic duo shows and sometimes mm-hmm. electric duo. But when we do those shows, people are like, we'd love to have a CD of the set or something. And we've never had that, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, people are like, we want to take you home. And I say, well, I got CDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so now, now we have an album of what we normally, it's kind of a snapshot of Pretty much, I think we did it almost a year ago, so it's kind of a good snapshot of where we were last year. You know? The files actually got lost. <laughs> yeah, we almost it, it was going to get almost released. Almost didn't happen. Yeah, it almost it was almost gone forever, but uh, yeah, we were going to release it last summer. The files, now, the files were lost in limbo, you know, for a good couple months, and then we finally got them back, got them mixed, got them mastered. We just, actually got them mastered at Airshow, which is a really... Yeah, really yeah. cool place. They've done a lot of the work for like Charlie Patton releases and some early blue yeah, they're, stuff. They're one of the biggest, biggest yeah. ones. And as as any politician will tell you, files are never lost. Right. <laughs> hey. they, they can always be found. Say, we're uh, we're running short of time. Oh. Uh, how about coming coming back next week for another another show, and we'll uh, we'll do a little more interview and play some music. I'd love that. That sounds good. All right, we've been visiting with Jake Friel from Canton, Ohio, and AJ Fullerton from Fort Collins, blues musicians in town for a concert. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. Walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 